Look, hear me out. Batman isn't a superhero. At his best, he's a hero. At his worst, he's a villain. Most of the time, he's a vigilante. With the latest iteration of the Batman portrayed in Matt Reeves' interpretation of the character, this point gets explored in some really fascinating storytelling. While the movie itself earns an 8 out of 10 for me, it is an excellent story and has some amazing moments throughout. Bruce Wayne is a fascinating character, but he doesn't actually get much screen time, with most of the film being focused on the titular Batman. But what if that's actually the point of this movie? What if Matt Reeves is exploring the difference between Bruce and the Bat? And what can we learn from what Bruce discovers about himself? Let's talk about it. Folks, welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith, games, and going down, down in an earlier round. I am your nerd pastor, Nate, and if you like these weekly deep dives, be sure to sub, hit that bell, and find out when our next one drops. Folks, as always, we're going to be starting this one with our scripture. Our scripture for today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. This is going to be reading from the NRSV. That's my preferred translation. It's what's going to be on the screen, but if you have a translation that you prefer, feel free to use that one as well. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. I hope that I don't have to talk too much about who Batman is for this video. We all have some idea of who Batman is, right? The latest Batman movie is from the mind of Matt Reeves, who true OGs may recognize from Cloverfield, but to be honest, he's a pretty small-time director and writer when it comes to his backlog. Nevertheless, the more that I've read about this guy and heard him in interviews, I think we'd get along on our particular interpretation of Batman pretty well. Dude feels like an absolute nerd making a movie, and given this church plant that I'm working on here, nerds, geeks, and gamers, nerds, geeks, and gamers, nerds, nerds geeks, geeks, and gamers, I clearly have a preference for nerds, geeks, and gamers behind the wheels of movies. The truth is that Batman is my favorite character in DC, and perhaps of all time. One of the best parts about him is the absolute plethora of ways that you can take his character. At his core, the Batman story is pretty straightforward and familiar. Bruce Wayne witnesses his parents' murder right before his eyes. Their death leads towards his formation as a mass vigilante seeking to balance the order of the city so that no one else has to lose someone like he did. Oh, and of course, he's filthy stinking rich. Boom, you got beat me. Now that may be the core of the story, but there is so much more that we can do with that story, not even considering his rogues gallery, which is arguably more impressive than the bat himself. Bruce Wayne is capable of so much nuance. Is he insane? Is he broken? Is he paternal? Who does he love? Why does he love them? Is he self Selfish? Is he the most generous person imaginable? Is he snarky? Is he humble? Is he a genius? Or does he barely know Spanish? <laughs> a la izquierda o a la derecha? To the left or right? I think Matt Reeves understands this as well. What makes a Batman story shine isn't the initial core story, but how that story has shaped Bruce Wayne into a character study. This is especially clear when considering that Reeves cited Batman Ego as his main source for the story of the Batman. I consider myself a super fan of Batman, and I had never read this particular short comic from Darwin Cook, the same author behind Minutemen. Oh, and just the animator of the Batman Beyond intro. Yeah, I didn't know this guy's name, but I love pretty much everything he's ever touched. Anyway, for those unfamiliar with the comic Batman Ego, it has nothing to do with the Riddler or Catwoman or Penguin or any of the characters that we get to meet in Reeves the Batman. So how on earth could he say that this comic is the source material that he was pulling from for this movie? Well, I want to offer a quick trigger warning for suicidal thoughts and actions. Skip to this time code to bypass it. 
The story told in Batman Ego is a conversation between Batman and Bruce Wayne. After locking up the Joker yet again, Batman chases down his informant Buster Snibs, who has fled. After saving him from a suicide attempt, Snibs explains to Batman that because Joker will just simply escape again, he's doomed. Joker will do worse things to Snib and his family that Batman could ever do. So, instead of allowing Joker the pleasure, Snibs goes ahead and murders his daughter and wife, and then, after explaining all this to Batman, ends his own life in front of Batman's eyes. This obviously awful reality that leads to Buster's demise leads Batman back to the Batcave for an emotional breakdown, where he casts aside the Batcowl and says he is done for good. He's wavering, questioning his impact, and decides that it just isn't worth it any longer. This action summons a grotesque and exaggerated Batman silhouette, who begins to have a conversation with Bruce about what to do next. Batman says that Bruce can't quit and that the Batman won't let him. He proposes another idea instead. He offers up a similar deal that Harvey Dent has with Two-Face. What if the Bat and Bruce separate when the cowl is worn? What if the two are separate entities in the same body that each do what they must do? Batman can kill and end Joker's life for good in order to truly change the city, while Bruce continues his philanthropic playboy life, never the wiser. Bruce refuses and explains that if Batman was left on his own accord, the consequences would be dire and he'd be no better than the villains. Batman returns with an ultimatum of his own and conjures up this dreamlike gun that is an exact replica of the one that ended the Waynes' life so long ago. Batman says that if Bruce is going to quit, then he may as well just kill the Bat. And for any of us who have ever seen Fight Club, well, <laughs> we know how that ends. So Bruce decides to make a deal and offers to continue to bear the responsibility of being the Batman. And in return, Batman will agree to let Bruce guide the ship and keep the symbol of Batman as one of hope. And then the comic ends with Joker escaping. Man, that is just a, that's a good story and a quick read. I really do highly recommend it. So what does this story have to do with Reeves' take on Batman? Well, a lot really, but most importantly, the movie itself is a retelling of the conversation between the Bat and Bruce in Ego. This movie focuses drastically more on Batman than on Bruce Wayne. We see much more of the cowl than we see of angsty Robert Pattinson. And arguably, even when we do see Robert Pattinson, he's not really Bruce because he's still in his Batman mode. That is until we reach a pretty pivotal and maybe even rushed moment in this way too long film that I want to highlight on. See, at the start of the film, there is this exceptional bit of visual storytelling with the first appearance of Batman. We don't actually see him Instead, we hear him, his shoes and his belts specifically. We hear the clank, clank, clank that is way nostalgic of the sound of a sheriff's spurs in a cowboy picture. This is a brilliant piece of storytelling that reveals how Bruce sees Batman at the beginning of the movie. Batman is separate. He is hidden. He is intimidating. He is policing. This slow, methodical chunking of his boots is only and authoritative. He tackles this group of baddies after his entrance and ends up terrifying the victim whom he's about to rescue. And then we go through about two and a half hours of character growth. Bruce learns a lot about himself during this process. He also learns about the bat during this time. And I don't want to spoil the movie for you, so I'm just going to leave it at growth happens. And then we get the best scene of the film, in my humble opinion, at the very end. Things have gone awry. We have a group of people who are stuck in the darkness and in water. And this new post-growth Bruce Wayne wearing the cowl is faced with the choice to continue his demeanor as the sheriff or to literally descend into the murky waters of the city of Gotham and literally be a light by holding a flare and guiding the trapped victims out of the darkness. You know what you can't hear underwater? clanking boots or a jangling belt. Do you know what you can't do if you're busy beating up baddies? Well, you can't swoop down and inspire people to move forward. It's not subtle and it's very powerful. From the beginning of the film to the end, we see a Batman who goes from throwing away Bruce Wayne entirely to allowing Bruce Wayne to be a part of the Batman 
persona. So there you go. It's the same conversation as Batman Ego, just reversed. In this story, Batman abandons Bruce for the sake of the Bat. By the end of the film, the choice becomes to either let Bruce be a part of the equation and let the Batman be a symbol of hope, or to give in entirely to the Bat and be no better than the villains in the film. So what on earth could this have to do with our scripture? Well, it actually should be pretty obvious here. In this passage, Jesus is talking about how we, the disciples, are called to be hope in the world. How are we called to live out a life like Christ? Jesus explains that we are called to be the light of the world. And this isn't the only time the light of the world has been used. Jesus has referred to himself as the light of the world. The gospel writer John has called Jesus the light. Isaiah calls the covenant made between God and humankind as the light. So by calling us to be the light of the world, Jesus is calling us to be like Christ. This is pretty fundamental stuff here. It's literally in the name Christian, which just means Leo Christ. So what does it mean to be the light of the world? Well, a light must be seen. It shouldn't be hidden or kept away. Instead, it needs to be held up proudly for others to see and to learn from and to eventually copy and do as well. Inevitably, it should be shared so that others can follow and then offer up their light. With this in mind, let's think back to the very beginning of this video. I said that Batman is not a superhero. Batman isn't a superhero. He has no powers. In this iteration, at least, he's hardly even the world's greatest detective. But like I said, that's what makes Bruce Wayne so interesting. He can be whatever the writer wants him to be. The inciting incident of his parents' death can do a lot of different things. What ultimately decides whether Batman will be a hero, a vigilante, or a villain depends on the writer and the story that they want to tell. The incident remains the same, but the impact changes. Quite literally, this is the psychological concept of the ego. It is that part of our consciousness that we are aware of. The whole point of Batman Ego and Matt Reeves the Batman is the journey that Bruce Wayne takes to determine what inevitably becomes his ego. Will it be the primal id of the bat? Or will it be the moral superego of Bruce Wayne? Or will it be a happy meeting of the two in the form of the Batman. And that is where we end up at the end of the Batman. There's no telling if Reed's trilogy will happen or what progress or detriment Bruce Wayne will make over the course of it. But as far as I'm concerned, the perfect portrayal of hope in the Batman was shown when he literally went down into the waters and became the actual light for the people to follow to safety. I just can't think of a clearer example of the light of Christ. It transcends metaphor and becomes the most on-the-nose Jesus symbol. Hope is the light that paves the way out of this mess. Hope is the one who gets down with us in the mess and walks through it. Hope is the one that chooses to go beyond vigilantism and self-pity and instead pursues rescuing the victims. Hope instills inspiration, not fear. Hope is the Batman. So with all that in mind, what does this actually mean for us today? Well, maybe on your second, fifth, or 15th viewing of the Batman, consider what message Reeves might be sharing for you in the form of this classic symbol of Bruce Wayne and the Bat. If you're wrestling with the right thing, the wrong thing, and then your thing, it might be a good time to consider what does it look like to ask yourself some hard questions about who you want to be for the sake of others. If you find that your current set of morals are helping yourself, but not so much helping those around you, ask yourself how you might be able to get down into those murky waters and guide others. And maybe you're in those murky waters right now. If that's the case, know that the greatest hope has already come in the form of Jesus Christ, and that you don't have to wait for some hope-filled vigilante to guide you through the darkness. We're here. We've lit the flare. You can follow us out of this mess. And that's because whether you are a hero, a vigilante, or a villain, you are always welcome here with the nerds, geeks, and gamers at Checkpoint Church. But maybe leave your saran wrap at home for this one, okay? 
folks, thank you so much for watching this video. I so appreciate you taking time out of your day to join us on these weekly nerdy deep dives. If you want more of what we're doing here at Checkpoint Church, we are streaming every single Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday over on Twitch, or we're available 24-7 all the time over on our Discord. We are always having good times and good conversations, questions of the day, all sorts of exciting stuff there. So if you want to be a part of either of those things, I'm going to link them both down below in the description. We'd love for you to check them out. And hey, quick question for you. Who is your Batman? I think I'll always be partial to Bale. I technically, like, I guess I grew up with Clooney, but I ain't claiming that, okay? With that, we're gonna end this video with our three things that we believe to be true about every single one of you, regardless of whether or not you may believe in God, not believe in God, go to church, not go to church, uh, like Batman or don't like Batman, which that's gonna be a tough one, but I'll, I'll manage. I still believe these three things to be true about every single one of you, no matter who you are. I believe that number one, God loves you. Number two, we love you. And number three, no matter what, we believe that you matter. You are a person of sacred worth. The world is a better place. Why? Because you are. Folks, with that, and until the next time that I see you, I hope to see you over on our Discord or over on our Twitch, or at the very least, I hope to see you back here, same time, same place, for another Nerdy Deep Dive next week. Till then, bye-bye! Again? I don't have any more health. Go! No, come on, it was totally done! It was totally done! That's nonsense, and you know it! That's nonsense, and you know it, game! You know it was nonsense! Don't even! I timed that perfectly! I timed that perfectly! Hey.